from the slums of the Bronx, New York. This is that show that is not afraid to ask questions. The show that is not afraid to share its opinions. This show is for the people, by the people. Even the quote-unquote oppressed people. Let's get it. Welcome to The Miranda Project. Welcome to The Miranda Project. I'm your host, Manny. Happy to be with on this episode titled, What the Heck is Going On in New York City? (laughs) Well, should we title it that? Like, what the heck is going on in New York City? That's like a long title. What up, New York? There we go. I think that's better. What's up in New York? Because we see, you know, the fact that you have crime rampant. I mean, rampant everywhere in the city of New York. And the district attorney of New York City decides that felonies are no longer felonies, they're misdemeanors, and misdemeanors are nothing, basically. So you commit a crime. And you don't do any time. You're okay. Everything's okay. You get away with it. You get away with crime in New York City. It's like crime does pay. You know, you you follow the New York Times on Twitter, Daily News, whatever. You get news reports from ABC News or, you know, Fox News or... Or, or, or whatever, because, you know, you, 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 again, I don't like tune into those channels, but as, you know, as I mentioned before, I don't, you don't tune into those channels, but you know, you want to be on top of what's going on. You, you want to get information as it comes along and you see nothing but crime, murder. I mean, craziness in the streets of New York and the district attorney, not only in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, which we've spoken about before, ignores it. But in the other boroughs, you have district attorneys that are basically ignoring it as well. It's no big deal. It's ignored. You get a slap on the wrist and you make, you know, you're on your way. There was a news report, I believe today, of a man driving down I-95 in New York City where there is stiff, or New York, New York City. I wasn't 100% exactly sure where it took place, but my estimation is that it took place in New York City. Driving down I-95, shooting his gun. When he's arrested, he gets off with a slap on the wrist. We've seen horrific crimes on the streets of New York. Let's not even talk about Junior. A few years back, what happened to that poor boy in the streets of the Bronx? We've seen shootings on, uh, you know, broad daylight. 
There's been news reports of young boys getting shot coming out of high school. You know, the best four years of your life. Shot, hurt, some killed. Kids getting shot at, going to school. Right? I mean, what the heck is going on? What is up in NYC? So you let true criminals, whatever your definition of a true criminal is, but as someone that's caught in the act of, of hurting someone, literally pushing a trigger or pulling a trigger and hurting someone, and they get off scot-free with a desk appearance ticket. The police are hampered. They can't even do their jobs anymore. For crying out loud, even the mayor of New York is being ridiculed because he said we need to look to our faith leaders because our faith leaders are the ones that have their ears to the ground in these neighborhoods and maybe they can help and what's it called and and dealing with the issue that we have which is the crime on the street and he was ridiculed for that i'm not a big you know adams fan i'm not a big mayor adams fan i've criticized him on the show before I have. Not a huge fan of his. But <laughs> how do you sit there and criticize a man when he's trying to do something? His, even his hands are tied because our lawmakers in the city council and in the state council have his hands tied that he can't do anything to help the people of New York City and the safety of these people in New York City because you have these district attorneys and you have these attorneys and lawyers and judges that won't do their jobs and prosecute criminals for doing crime, for committing crimes. Now, again, your definition of a crime blah, 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 you know, because where I'm leading to this, you're probably going to be like, oh, We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. But the whole thing to me is just like, what the heck, man? Kids killing each other, people killing each other. There was a video on the streets of New York where two people attacked a man, one with a bat, the other with a knife, over a parking spot. Over a parking spot. Are you kidding me? You have to be careful if you're a teacher in the city of New York because you don't want to upset the wrong child and have that child give you a beating or, or, or have an, a, a, an outburst that you'll get blamed for. Civil service employees that are out there doing their jobs are being attacked on a daily basis or on a weekly or monthly basis, whatever the case may be. Just people just doing their jobs. 
That's it. That's all they're doing. Getting assaulted. And the district attorney, the people that are supposed to enforce the law legally, again, the police department also does it legally because they have to abide by the laws of the city, of the state, so on and so forth. And federal, obviously. Country. But <laughs> when you hear of some of these things that are going on on these streets, when you see this blatant crime that is going on on the streets, when, when, and, and for me, I, I just, I, 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 I saw this commercial on, um, I've been watching this show titled Snowfall. I've been watching, uh, watching it on Hulu. And I saw this commercial that came on online, obviously. And in this commercial, they're basically allowing you, per the city of New York, they're basically saying it's okay for you to partake in drug use, but we have protections for you. Something that you should carry with you to prevent you from having or getting or dealing with an overdose. There's no more drugs are bad. There's no more don't do drugs. Remember, Mayor de Blasio, and I'm sorry because he was dumb. Obviously, yeah, the man is smarter than me i can get that i can i i you know i'm not i'm no i'm no savant you know on paper he's obviously smarter than me graduated from institution whatever whatever institution it was that he graduated from but that's not the case here his actions the things that he did was just dumb because he implemented or he put in play where people can go into certain locations clinics or whatever to basically shoot up so that they can control overdoses so they don't overdose on the street it's no longer let's get you cleaned up it's let's help you get high and prevent you from having an overdose this is what this commercial was basically selling go ahead and consume the drugs that you're going to consume but make sure that you're safe and have this so that you don't OD. Wow. Wow. What the heck is going on? What is going on? It's scary, man. I, I, can, I can imagine mothers every single day praying over their kids because they don't know what the heck is going to happen to their kids on the way to school, in school, and on their way home from school. This used to be the safest time in the day. People would get up, feed their kids their breakfast. If the kid ate breakfast, if not, they would eat breakfast at school. 
that was the safest time. You would see families out in the street, people rushing their kids to go to school, people rushing to get on the bus, people rushing to get to the bus stops, whether you were jumping on a, a, a on a transit bus or if you were jumping on a yellow bus, you were rushing to get there, you were doing what you needed to do in order to make sure that your kids were going to school. This was a safe space. This was a safe time. It's early in the morning. The sun is rising. It's cold. It's warm. It's different temperatures. You know how it is in New York, in New York and in other areas, but no, 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 not any longer. Not any longer. That time frame has now gone and become one where you have to look over your shoulder. You believe that? Can, can you believe that? Moms have to look over their shoulders. Moms have to worry that if their child jumps on a transit bus, that there might not be someone that has beef, as they say on the street, or issues with someone, and they decide to bring a weapon onto that bus and shoot up the bus. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Parents have to worry about the fact that there might be some kind of an issue with someone and that that person might look or seek to retaliate at three o'clock. But it's not just, hey, you know, let's go after that one person, right? No, let's just spray into the masses. Excuse me, I hit the microphone cord there. And I'm not condoning just going after one person. Please understand that. Not condoning that at all. What I'm saying is these were safe times. Don't get me wrong, back in the day, three o'clock, that's when people would throw hands. <laughs> I remember back in the days, man. I remember when you threw hands. And if you got lumped up, you got lumped up and you made your way and what's it called? You made friends with that person or you didn't make friends with that person. You didn't see eye to eye with that person, but that was it. That was it. It was done. It was handled. That was that. That's it taken care of. You got lumped up. You lumped that person up, whatever the case may be. You caught them hands. They caught them hands, whatever it was. Squashed. Done. Not anymore. Now you got to go get that tool because they embarrassed you in front of your boys. They embarrassed you in front of your girl. They scuffed your kicks. Whatever dumb excuse that these kids are utilizing to use violence as a means to fix their problems. And then this violence is looked upon as, oh, well, you know, they have so much energy according to the, to, to the, um, to the well-educated, to the experts. I remember, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Dan Bongino, a podcaster, very, popular, famous uh, podcaster. I'm nowhere near what's it called, his listenership. But he said, we have an epidemic of experts. An epidemic of experts. 
And I love that terminology because the experts are the ones telling you that the reason why these kids are behaving this way is because, oh, because, you know, they were in COVID and they were locked up for so much time and then they didn't have any way of exerting that energy. I, I believe I've alluded to this before, but they didn't have any way of exerting that energy. So now that they're, what's it called? They, they don't know that, that their social cues and, and, and all of that. We, we just blame COVID. But who do we blame COVID? We can't blame COVID directly we blame the people that lock these kids up in their homes but you know what that's letting them get off easy i'm sorry but these experts are wrong the problem here is that you have da's that are not prosecuting you have DAs that are letting these people skate. You have DAs that are allowing people to get gunned down on the street. And then the same people that pulled the trigger are walking out the back door of the precinct. That's the problem. We went through an extensive conversation uh, some time ago in one of our episodes where we spoke about the fact that there is no more penal system in New York. You get arrested, you walk into the precinct, and you walk out the precinct with a Metro card. That's it. Bottom line. And, and, and you know, these criminals are emboldened. These people are emboldened. It doesn't just necessarily mean criminals. People are emboldened because they can get away with it. They can do it. I've seen cars running away from the cops, flying down the road, streets of New York City, flying at 90, where pedestrians, so full of pedestrians, people walking around, not even paying attention, you know, because everybody has their face in their phone. And you see these police officers trying to get these people off the road. You see them trying to establish the rule of law, which is their job to do. And then when they do catch these people and get them off the streets of New York, where they're causing harm to other people or they can cause harm to other people. No. Well, you know, you have district attorneys like Bragg that just, well, you know, it's not a it's not a big deal. Oh, he's a certain, he's a certain ethnicity. No, 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 that's let him go. Let him go because this is social justice. So what happens to, you know, that family member that loses a loved one because that guy was flying down the street, hits another car, cars tumble all over the place. And that little, I don't know, old lady. That family that's walking down the street to take their kids to to school, to take their kids to, you know, to go get something to eat, to go get breakfast, to, to, to whatever. Now is caught up in a mangled heap of car. And then the guy gets out of the car because you know what? You see these accidents. I, mean, I believe this morning, two people died in a similar accident. In a similar accident where you have a car eating red lights and flying through the streets of New York when a car is in the right and is 
crossing, when he has the opportunity, when it's his turn to cross, when he has the green light to go through the intersection, but this car just eats the red light, plows into this other car. Now there's a mess of car, and you have this group of people that get hit, but that driver that broke the law. Right? The, the, the driver that broke the law, that ate the red light, and I mean by traffic law, and probably insurance law, because you know what the craziest thing is that some of these people, they get up out of that car and they run. Why? Because they have these illegal plates that, are, you know, that are okay, that have been okayed, that they've kind of steered a blind eye to, that they don't, you know, they don't enforce, or maybe they do enforce, or, or you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that, the, the you know, the NYPD has been doing a really good job of getting those cars off the street, but as they do it, more come out. Because they're emboldened, they can do it, they can continue to do it because you don't have an, an enforcement in the legal side. Growing up, my favorite shows were the Law and Order series. And you would see how the police department would coincide with the legal department, the district attorney's office. You see how they work hand in hand. So if a police officer is out there doing his job, and he arrests a person for, I don't know, let, let, let's just say they broke into somebody's apartment and beat that person half to death. Now that person has been arrested for doing what they did, trespassing, assault, um, you know, assault with a deadly weapon, whatever the case may be, whatever the charges are. Now they go and they present this to the district attorney and the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, says, well, you know, um, we're not going to prosecute. It's, it's, even though these are felonies, some of them, we are just, you know, we're going to dismiss it. Um, we know that this person has a violent past. We understand it. We see it. We know it. We see their rap sheet. We're looking at it, but we're not going to prosecute. We're going to send them maybe to some kind of a program. Maybe they got to go see a psychologist, a therapist, or something of that nature to be able to deal with their anger issues or whatever it is that plagues them. So you let them go off scout free and you empower them to do it again. You give them the okay to do it again. Oh, the cops can chase me all they want, but I know the DA is not going to, they're not going to try me. They're not, they're not going to incarcerate me. So what happens to the law-abiding citizen? That law-abiding citizen that, I don't know, stops at the red light. That law-abiding citizen that thinks twice when, when there's a bit of road rage. That law-abiding citizen that thinks twice about putting their hands on someone. What happens to them in the midst of all the violence that's going on in the, in, in, in the streets of New York? What happens to them? I, I, I ask this question. I truly ask this question. Because why are we not enforcing 
these type of things? Why are we not making New York safe for people? Why are we making, why is New York becoming, I don't know, uh, uh, that movie with, with Kurt Russell, Escape from New York? Why are we resembling that? Why are we going back to the 70s? Why are we going back to the early 80s? of New York, where you couldn't walk in certain areas of New York at a certain time. Why are we going backwards? Why? Why are we destroying such a beautiful city? Why are, why are the, the higher ups, why are these lawmakers allowing our city to be destroyed? And you pick and choose what you want to go and prosecute. You pick and choose. Why? 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 Why is this taking place? Just, I mean, this is just insanely ridiculous to me. And it's not only me. There's plenty of people that feel the same way. But they'll say, oh, well, you know, social justice. So you protect the criminal because of social justice. But you don't protect the law-abiding citizen that falls under the same umbrella of the social justice that you are trying to portray or give or whatever. You know, that, 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 that black woman that's, that, that's walking down the street to take her kids, that black man that's trying to take their kids, a Spanish man that's trying to take their kids to school. Black kids that are, what's it called, violent, you know, that, that victims of this violence. And, and by victims, I mean, uh, you know, wrong place, wrong time. The craziness that is going on in the streets of New York. The, 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 the I mean, the huge bump in numbers of teenagers utilizing weapons to kill one another. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. This is ongoing. But yet we pick and choose what we're going to prosecute. Why not clean up New York? Why not make it what it was? Don't get me wrong. We don't need certain cases to, uh, you know, resurface uh, like that, that kid. Oh, my God. The name escapes me. Where he was lost in the system for three years and he was locked up in Rikers for three years. Khalif Browder. We don't need repeats of that. Fix the system that way, but continue to prosecute. Fix the system that way. Fix it so that we can prosecute, but kids like that don't get lost in the system. Because this is the social justice that you want to give. This is the social justice that you're trying to portray, that you're, that, that you're saying the system is broken, that, that is tailored more to black and Latinos and, and, you know, black and brown, because it's not black and Latinos, it's black and brown. That's the, 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 utilization, the, the words that are used. And for those of you who don't know who Khalif Browder is, look him up. Look up what ended up happening here in New York City with Khalif Browder. Wrongfully accused of a crime. He was, uh, what's it called, sentenced to, to jail, went to Rikers Island. They wanted him to plea out. He refused to plea out because he did not commit the crime. 
and he was lost in the system for three years. That kid defended himself tooth and nail in Rikers Island, was in solitary confinement for the majority of the time that he was in Rikers Island. It is a very, very sad, sad story. Over mistaken identity and over a book bag. So is the system broken? Yes. Is it our job to fix it? Yes. Do we need to prosecute crimes? Yes. Do we need to prosecute small-time crime? Absolutely. Let's go back to broken glass policing. Let's prevent crime. That is the number one job of the police department, to prevent crime. Can they always do it? No. They're not supermen. They don't have super hearing. They don't, they're not Batman. They're not, you know, they're not a, a, <laughs> a super, you know, a crime fighter. But they are crime fighters. And if you stop somebody from jumping a turnstile and you put them in jail, at least for the night, then whatever might have transpired after jumping that turnstile, you just prevented. Because once he jumps that turnstile, and I've spoken about this before, once he jumps that turnstile, he's emboldened. I'm, I, I just jumped the turnstile, the police officer is just standing right there, and he's not doing nothing to me. So I can get away with more. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and do more. And you can't stop me. You choose not to stop me. You don't want to stop me. Because if you do, the first thing you, you see, and I saw it the other night, the, you know, the police officer came up to this guy to ask him questions because he's standing on a street corner, uh, I don't know, three, four o'clock in the morning doing who knows, God knows what. And the police officer just pulls up, steps out of the car to ask him questions, probably ask him for his ID, which, you know what, just garnish the guy the ID and we'll keep it moving. Right. But no, what does the kid do? Takes out his phone. Takes out his phone and starts recording the police officer. <laughs> For those of you on the video podcast, you saw that I had was holding up the phone. And I'm like, yeah, you, you're taking out your phone. This guy, he's got, he's got the camera on his vest. He's got a vest cam. So his video is also on. Things happen like this. What's it called? Give them what you want. Give them what they ask for. It just, it just that simple. I watched this video. It, it didn't take place in New York. I'm not exactly sure where it took place. The police officers asked this guy, who is, I guess, trying to gain entry into this home because the uh, homeowner owes that person some money now. He goes and he tells that, home, that you know, the police officers tell him, the homeowner doesn't want you here. You need to leave. Uh, who are you? Blah, blah, blah. The guy comes down, uh, you know, and he's like, don't shine the light on me. This, this, that, and the third. Long story short, the officer tells him, let me see your hands. He doesn't want to show his hands. Sit down. He doesn't want to sit down. Let me see your hands. They tase him. All of a sudden, a gun comes out. And... <laughs> 
They discharged their weapons. You could have avoided all of that by sitting down and just showing him your hands. You didn't belong there. Obviously, you brought the weapon because you wanted to do some harm to that person, threaten them, whatever the case was. I'm not going to get into that. But while all of this is going on, while crime, excuse me, while crime is running rampant on the streets of New York, while the streets of New York are running red with the blood that is being spilt every night and or weekend because of gang violence. And I know I'm over-exaggerating, but I, am I really? Think about it. Am I really? While all of this is going on, Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan District Attorney, is too busy trying to build up a case against President Donald J. Trump over something that was debunked before, over something that a previous president, who also happens to live in New York, in Chappaqua, New York, for those of you that don't know, who paid a certain person money to shut up while they were in the Oval Office. But the district attorney is going after the president or the former president, excuse me, because before he ran for president, he supposedly gave hush money to this ex-porn star. This is what's important. Uh, this is this is what's important. La uh, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, is this what's important? I don't care if you do not like Donald Trump. But I know that you like your safety. As a New Yorker, I don't care if you don't or if you do, but you do love your safety. And when you don't have it, there's a problem. But no, Alvin Bragg says that we need to go after something that is so unimportant. Why? I'll, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you the reason, the reason why. But, but you know what? You, you guys already know. I mean, it's no surprise to you. Uh, you guys already know. This is all political. You see, politics is more important than your safety. Now, please understand that, you know, police forces and, and, and all of that, that's highly political, all of that. But your safety, public safety is important. It's important to you. You pay your tax dollars so that you can feel safe in your home, knowing that whether you like the police department or you don't, you have a, le a level of safety because they're there. Whether you like the, the police, excuse me, whether you like the police department or you don't, you know that you can hit 911 and have someone within minutes to your door. Whether it's because you hurt yourself or someone hurt you or someone's trying to get into your home or somebody's trying to hurt you. So there's that personal, that, 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 that feeling of safety. 
But you know, that's gone now. Because your safety, public safety, is taking a backseat to political issues. Not political issues, but political grandstanding. Alvin Bragg is moving against President Trump because they don't want him to run again in 2024. So they're bringing up this debunked issue, this thing that happened in the past. It's unimportant. That really is unimportant that you have, even for crying out loud, Chuck Schumer was on the list of one of the most prolific madams in New York City. He was on her top 10 list of clients. But shh, that was hushed away. Hushed away. So you see the difference here? You, you, you understand? This is a, a political stance. This is a political witch hunt. And your public safety, the public safety of your children, the public safety of your families has taken a back seat to this political grandstanding, to this political agenda, to this political witch hunt against Donald J. Trump. You are not important. Your safety is not important. Remember that. Now, the biggest thing here is that I want you to understand, and, and again, whether you like the man or you hate the man, it's up to you. I, you know, hate is such a strong word, but again, totally up to you. Right? Think about this. I, I really want you to think about this. Because before I put out this show, I was really thinking about putting out another title, another show titled Socialism 102, which we will put out. But that one kind of took a back seat to this one with all the stuff that happened and transpired this weekend. And now they're colluding somewhere in the midst of everything. And they're saying that now it's not going to happen today. It's going to happen sometime next week. And and obviously they were expecting for the masses to go nuts and for them to have another what's it called January 6th episode and and and, and no peaceful protest. It was supposed to be a a, a what's it called another protest that they can go and, and show the nation that that what's it called Trump supporters are nuts and crazy and, and this, that, and the third. Whatever. That did not go their way. There was protests. They did protest peacefully. Kudos to those people for speaking their voice, for doing or or, or exercising their American rights. But this is a witch hunt. This is a witch hunt of this man. Again, I don't care if you dislike him or you like him. You have to put yourself in his shoes. And the reason why I say that is because one day it will be you. One day you will say or have an opinion that does not comport with theirs. You will disagree with them. They will disagree with you. And if they can go after 
a former president of the United States. And don't get me wrong. Nobody is, a, what's it called, above the law. Absolutely. If the man committed a crime, go after him. But if he gets indicted for this, then you need to go arrest Chuck Schumer. Then you need to go arrest Bill Clinton. Then you need to uh, go arrest, uh, you know, a slew of CEOs that have probably, what's it called, made it rain with hush money to whomever it was that they were sleeping with to keep that away from their wife. Am I condoning that behavior? No. But I am saying this is probably what took place or has taken place. And let's not even get started on the Epstein list. Who's prosecuting that? Why are we not hearing about these people? Now, again, that's not important. Not important when it comes to your public safety. You understand the difference? Those things are important because there were people that were harmed in these instances, especially these, these Epstein cases. But the most important thing here, the most important thing is your public safety. And your public safety has been put on the back burner because it is more important to go up against your political opponents than it is to secure you and your family in their homes. You get it? You understand me? You with me? You, you, you understand? You, you understand New York City? New York State? You get it? Again, it doesn't matter if you like former President Trump. What matters here is that you are second, maybe third, best when it comes to this political witch hunt that is taking place. And that eventually, it can be you. It can come to you. It reminds me of something that I saw at the Holocaust Museum. Um, when we went over, what's it called? In um, something that they wrote on the wall and, and it just, it, it really, it, it really sat with me. Like it really, what's it called? Like, the, the, I mean, you have to think about this. And this is why I put this out for you. The quote is, first, they came for the socialists. Right? He continues to be, I'm sorry, I was reading it and, and, and the wrong thing. He says, first, they came for the socialist. And I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. And I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews. And I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me. And there was no one left to speak for me. If they can go after a former president, who the heck are we? Who are we? Seriously. Think about it. Who are we?
Nobody's above the law. Again, no one is above the law, especially God's law. Understand that. But this man, Martin Neumiller, Neumiller, if I remember, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, no disrespect if I am doing it incorrectly or pronouncing incorrectly, but did nothing, said nothing. And as we are in the midst of the destruction of New York City as we know it, making it go back and making it have look, making it look like a third world country or third world city, whatever you want to call it, third world country. And it's more important to go and prosecute your political opponent rather than prosecute the people that are destroying this city piece by piece and taking away your peace. Whether you love him or you hate him, what happens when they come for you? Because you have a difference of opinion. I just asked that question. That's it. Food for thought. Thank you for joining us on the project. Um, once again, if you love our content, you like our content, you want to hear more, you know, just obviously hit follow. Um, what's it called? Hit like. That way you can get our content, uh, you know, as soon as it drops. You can also check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, on YouTube, on Rumble, on Twitter, uh, uh, you know, uh, social media. We're, 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 we're trying to get out there where, uh, you know, certain little things that have come our way that we need to. And I keep saying it, but we need to get better. at, And we will. We definitely will. We thank you all, especially our faithful listeners. We thank you all. We love you all. Best audience in the business. We hope that we continue to grow and we continue to bring you the content that you enjoy. As always, we thank you all. And we ask you that you have a great, great day. Until next time, God bless you 